Adam Privet, and this is the Reading Room Podcast, where we're reclaiming half the bookshelf by discussing books written by or about women, and this is episode 13, the inaugural Reading Women Awards. Woo! So excited. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Like, oh my goodness. I, okay. So just so you have some context here, we've been talking about this award for months and months At least six and months. months. Also exciting, this is our last episode of the year. It is. Can you believe it? I'm very, I'm sad, but excited at the same time. Like we started in June was our first month. But I think we started talking about it in December or January Yeah, we were talking for a while. At first it was a joke. <laughs> Look what happened. But um, yeah, so we're Here taking, we are. uh, we're taking a month off. So our first episode of the new year will be normally when our second episode would be in January. Uh, which would be the 18th of January will be our next episode, um, which we will be talking about the books that we're excited about of the upcoming year. But that is then. And now we are talking about best of this year. Now, we do need to do little caveats. For example, we did not sit and read every single book possible for this award. Okay? This is in... No, no. we didn't. We, our, our things where we both had to have read the book and we both we had to agree... And it was just in our regular reading thing. Now, if we liked a book, we didn't say, hey, you need to read this book because it's up for whatever. But we didn't stress ourselves out because, one, this is fun. We're not taking this too seriously. Um, this isn't the Man Booker Prize. Um, but what? It's, it's not? not. <laughs> this is, huh. yeah, yeah, this is, this is, this is us. It's all us. So we are doing what we want with the award, which is to promote books by or about women that we have loved, that we just think deserve more recognition. And I'm going to pause here and let everyone think about what books they think won. Do you think they guessed? If they've listened to this podcast, they probably can guess one or two. I think so. I think so. <laughs> We're not exactly inconspicuous people. It's pretty obvious. Uh, we wanted to start with runners-up, though. Yes. So we've decided to, because there are so many books and because we wanted to award as many books as possible, um, <laughs> and also because we wanted to give a fair shake to as many different types of books as we can, we just divided it into fiction and nonfiction. So our nonfiction runner-up winner is... Girls and Sex, Navigating the Complicated New Landscape by Peggy Ornstein. Woo! I love this book so much. So here's the Autumn Cliff Notes. The Autumn Cliff Notes is that this book is so good that I yell at the interstate when I listen to the audiobook. Um, the real summary is in this book, Peggy Ornstein talks about, well, I mean, what the title says, girls and sex, but ma basically how sex is perceived in modern times and how girls respond to it. And ask some really good, 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 good questions about um, are girls culpable if they get are wearing a skimpy top and they get raped? Or um, how does porn affect how girls and guys view sex? and do, like, why are girls having sex, and how are girls having sex, and so it's thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly researched, um, 
so much detail, but it's not heavy or boring. I mean, there are so many things in reading this book where she'll say something and I'll go, oh, that makes sense now. Yeah, and I really appreciate how she talks about how, I mean, this is geared towards adults and it's talking about girls in high school and college and it, she addresses like changing expectations. So what used to be standard, you know, when now parents were, you know, that age is no longer the same and girls are actually expected to do more. And um, there's this societal push for sexual freedom, but also it makes girls feel like they can't say no when they want exactly. to. Exactly. Yes. And that women should be allowed to not have sex if they don't want to, uh, which I really appreciate her counterbalancing um, the sexual freedom movement with, well, if women want to focus on getting their degree and having careers and stuff, they can do that. Yeah. And she also does a great job of saying, here's what the data says and here's my opinion about it, but here is the opposite side of that opinion, or here is an additional thought in addition to these other things that I've already presented. And she says at the very beginning, so she also, her one of her previous books was Cinderella Ate My Daughter, and she says in the preface about how as her daughter is moving to into this new phase, which is not the Cinderella phase, and into this more phase where society is going to more or less expect her to be sexually active, um, that's what she wanted to write about. So I think part of it is that she's, I think she's young enough where she's not disconnected from the culture, but she's old enough where she has some maturity and also she has a personal connection to it. And like, this is what I want my daughter to know about the world she's living in. And so I, it is very good. Um, I think it got on some lists and stuff throughout the year, it deserved to be on all of them. And she expresses so well that parents need to talk to their kids about sex and sex education and have open lines so that if kids have questions about even about awkward things that they can come to their parents rather than their peers because their peers will tell them more societal expectations right. rather than reality, which is amazing. Yeah, and I really appreciated that too. She was very much like look, I get it. It's, it's difficult. It's hard. You don't want to do it, but isn't it better for your kids to get it from you than to get it from R-rated movies and porn and their peers and erotic fan fiction? And, you know, and when you think about it that way, it's like, well, of course. So yes, I definitely appreciated that about her approach. So I think if you have a granddaughter or a daughter or anyone coming up on their teen years or even in college, just life is now different. And this book helps you relate to them and understand them so much better. I would also like to say too, even if you don't have daughters, if you have sons, that you should read this book. Because I think it's helpful to see how, to understand how girls perceive it, perceive sex and how boy, like attraction to boys or, or you know, when they're approached by boys, um, I think it's helpful to a helpful way to be able to know what to tell your sons about how to treat women. So basically, basically, basically everyone. everyone should read this book. Yeah. If you were breathing That's right now, you should read this book. <laughs> <laughs> Age appropriate. Only so, caveat. Right. Well, right. Right. 
Anyway, <laughs> but that is the only one. So if you are anyone of the appropriate age and are alive and breathing and have ears or eyes, go pick up this glorious book. <sighs> yes. Okay. I guess it's the next one. It's your turn. Um, right. So that was the runner-up for the nonfiction category, and now it is the runner-up for the fiction category, and that is The Mothers by Britt Bennett. Woo! Yes. Okay. So this book, a lot of very few books have me at a page turner because I'm very picky. And I also, I just like when you know how the sausage is made, like when you're a writer, like you just, it's very, it's more difficult to be able to, you know, whatever. Point being, I read this book in like a sitting and a half. If you don't know what that means, it means I pretty much fell asleep before I could finish it. That's what that means. <laughs> It is so good. And the premise is, is that a girl takes up with this guy who's the pastor's son and she gets pregnant and she ends up having an abortion and he does not pick her up from the clinic. And that just sends her down this entire road about the ramifications of her abortion on not just her, but him and his family and her family and her best friend and pretty much the entire anyone that their life touches because it changes both of their lives forever. And it goes across like a few more years after, like when she goes to college and whatever. And it just shows the emotional um, just complications with it. And The Mothers is a chorus. It's based on a chorus idea of the women who go to the pastor's kid's church um, called The Upper Room, I believe. And it's told from their perspective. So have we and stuff. And um, it's just so beautiful and just so compelling. And the ending still has me thinking. I want everyone to read it so I can talk about, like, what did you think of the ending? Did you get this from it? Because it still has me thinking about it. And that is a sure sign of a good book. Definitely. And Britt is just, she's such a good writer and she, I can't believe this is a debut, no, another like debut novel. It's just very good. Amazing. And uh, the cover is amazing, which I yes. know a book is more than his cover, but still. Um, still want the tote bag. And she, Not bitter. Maybe Santa bitter. will bring you one for Christmas. Oh, please, Santa. <laughs> um... And she just got nominated for, what was it, 30 Under 30 Award? Is it a 5 Under 35? Oh, that's, I knew it was something like that. It's close. It's by the National Book Foundation, the same people that have the National Book Award. So this book is it's just phenomenal. And I really uh, appreciated the religious imagery that she had in the book. And I felt that it was more balanced than um, a lot of books recently and it just it didn't let anything hide under the carpet and it it was just it was just beautiful so go out and read the mothers by Britt bennett because we loved it i think you will love it too well and as you can obviously tell if you've listened to our podcast for any length of time um we definitely love models about families and especially about groups of women and families and especially um, groups of women that don't have a voice in the community as much. So, yeah, definitely all the gold stars for this one. So that brings us to Book of the Month, 
which is actually where you can get the mothers. Isn't that how we got the mothers? Sort of, yes. Well, that's how I got my copy yes. of the mothers. Because I was like, you have to get this book. <laughs> and I was like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Right. So I was like, ordered, ma'am. Um, you know it's a good book when I order it for Autumn and I'm like 100 pages in. I'm like, this is... I had no choice in the matter. So uh, Book of the Month is an amazing subscription service where you can uh, get a book delivered right to your door and you get to pick one of five. If you don't like any of those five, you could skip a month. And you can also order up to two other books for $9.99 each. Finished, hardback, gorgeous. And so even... They're beautiful. Yes. And they all have unique um, jackets that are Book of the Month jackets, which and they all match. Like, they have these matching, and it's gorgeous on my shelf. All of the they're Book beautiful. of the Month, no matter what their genre, they're go beautiful. together in the order of month. Because they're great. Um, and <laughs> $9.99 for a hardback book is ridiculously cheap. Like, <laughs> it's stupid cheap. Yes. And they are and they just, just have a different jacket. Like, that is the only difference. Like, they're, they're great. And so you can... Um, uh, so the mothers was a past selection, but you can still order that as one of your nine ninety nine, or you can give a gift subscription to Book of the Month, which is on my never ending list of for Santa because I love Book of the Month. Um, I would like for someone to give me Book of the Month for Christmas. Hint, hint. If someone is listening, you know who you are because you live with me. But seriously though, it is a great gift because, especially if you sign up for a six-month or three-month subscription to give as a gift. It's a gift that literally keeps on giving. (laughs) And they have little, like, I don't know, knickknacks in them. Like, there's a magnet. There was, like, a wine glass koozie. There was a, you know, a fun straw thing. You know, there's just so many different things in there that just make it great. So um, that is Book of the Month. You can find links in the show notes for a discount uh, for 30% off a three-month subscription. Um, So, yeah. So we also will have a blog post up about how you can give Book of the Month as a gift, and you can find that on our blog. And as always, if you use the link, you not only get great gifts for your friends, but you also support our podcast, which we always, always, always greatly appreciate. And... Back to the Reading Women Awards. Oh my goodness, we're down to the winners. I'm so excited. I know. I can't. I, I, I can't I'm breathe. I'm ridiculously excited. Um, so, the nonfiction winner of the Reading Women Awards is All the Single Ladies by Rebecca Traster. All so hail excited. Rebecca Traster. I mean,. I mean, you knew. You knew this. This wasn't a surprise. (laughs) No, this is not a surprise. Um, So, All the Single Ladies talks uh, basically about the history of single women in America and how single women have made modern America, by and large. And there are just so many fascinating things in this book. And she covers everything. Uh, She covers education, um, marriage, changing like marriage trends, female friendship. The section on female friendship is probably one of the best, most lasting segments. I quote it at least weekly, maybe more. 
Um, yeah. There's yeah. just so much. And then, so then, if you've listened to our past episodes, we, did we talk about this? Uh, well, we've, we've talked about all the single ladies a lot, just not, I don't think, as an actual book. Did we talk about meeting her? I'm not sure. Did we? Oh, well, let me just talk about it. So this summer, we actually had the chance to meet Rebecca Traster. And let me just say that she is so intelligent. Like, she's so smart and, like, knows her history and is friendly and wonderful and just amazing and was so very kind to us. And we kind of fangirled a lot. Yeah, we had to sit down (laughs) after just breathe. We had to sit down. And everyone was giving us funny looks. But I have to say that beyond being one of my favorite books this year, I can honestly say that this book was life-changing for me. It just, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I feel feel the narratives of single women throughout history have been disparaged and they're not given enough room in society to breathe and to be considered. And when you think about when people address groups of women like, mothers and daughters and sisters and wives that single women are often just not included in that and so she talks about why they are valuable and covers that throughout history to the present and different societal um expectations and so many wonderful things and it's it's great so and i think this is definitely what i would consider a maybe a cornerstone book because since it's on a wide range of topics it is a great book to give you a history and a background when you're reading other things. And that's why I reference it so much is because there are so many times where I'm reading something else or having a discussion with someone and they're like, I wonder why this, this, this about women or why they don't stand up for themselves or why women fight with each other or, you know, those are way too broad to really do the book justice. But this book answers those kinds of questions And so it's just a great one to have on your shelf to mark it up, put flags in it, highlight it in all the colors, and have it on the ready because it is that good. Yes. I, I, we obviously were such huge fans. And I know like people have mentioned that we talk about it a lot, but sorry, not sorry. We love this book. Not sorry. Not sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It, it is truly is that amazing. We're very happy to give her this award. And it may not be a big deal in the grand scheme of things, but it means a lot to us. So congrats. Congrats, Rebecca. Rebecca. Thanks for being a wonderful human. Yes. Much kudos. And congrats on winning the very first nonfiction award for the Reading Woman 2016. Hopefully the first of many to come. So that's all the single ladies. So now we are to fiction. Kendra? So I am very excited to announce that the fiction winner for the Reading Women Awards is Shelter by Jung Yoon. I have to say, like, I obviously adored this book, but the longer time passes, the more I keep thinking about this book because you're like, well, was it really that good? And then you sit down and you think about it or you're in the shower or whatever, and it just keeps coming back to me what she did in this novel. And I, you know, preparing for this award, I was like, I want to make sure this is it. And so I looked up a lot of different reviews and commentary, and most of them were just knocking it because it has thriller aspects to it, 
because someone died and you you don't really know what's going on. But at the same time, it was just a flat out amazing novel. So congrats. Say, so for those of you who haven't read it or missed the part where we summarized it a few episodes ago, um, basically uh, a Korean man, um, he and his wife, he, he married a white woman, so they have um, interrelation, interracial relationship, and uh, they have problems. They have to sell their house, and while the realtor is there, his mom shows up, and she has been abused and something has gone, there's been a home invasion. And so he has to go um, help his parents and his parents move back in. And he has to deal with facing his um, Korean heritage. His parents are immigrants, and uh, but they're very well off. And so there's a lot of class, race, like everything is in this book. Like it deals with domestic abuse and um, how one deals with that with, you know, when one's parents are in the picture and there's so many different things and there are just so many layers and complexities this book it's just it just blows your mind and i had no idea what was coming i will just say that i yeah and after i finished did i call you or did i just text you i think you were just like in a funk for a while and then like we talked about this book for so long and it's like the mothers in the sense that you get to the ending and you're like what what did I just read? Like, because she draws you in so much, and then when it finally stops, it just feels like, I, like, it's shocking and surprising, and it doesn't make sense at first, and then it makes sense, and then you just realize what a genius she is, and you're just in awe. And I I also read this book in, in one sitting, and I did not see the ending coming, and then, like, 30 minutes while I was in, like, you know, that book coma, I realized what she had done with the protagonist and the style that she had used and the perspective and um, the unreliable narrator-type nature, and it was just, it just blew my mind. And I'm like, I didn't see that. Like, that doesn't happen. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, And the writing is beautiful. I will say, though, that if you are sensitive to certain topics, be very careful reading this book because it has all the triggers. Um, But at the same time, I was really pleased to see that while being, would you say graphic is the right word? In, I guess violent, yeah, probably, yes. It's not gratuitous, which... I draw a line at it being like at violence being portrayed like being gratuitous and so she doesn't do that which is good especially I think on the subject of domestic violence which I think is a topic that is not discussed enough and as one of the quotes posted on our Instagram a couple weeks ago mentioned um you know part of the reason we read is to experience and things that are beyond ourselves and to give us greater empathy and so I think reading this book definitely opened my eyes a little bit better to how and where and why these kinds of things can happen and it is not in lower class families like we are led to believe and it's not easy and it's not 
oh no one it's not one sided and a lot of times you know we think the world is in black and white but we don't really take the context or um, history or cycles of violence or whatever into account and I think it's very important that um, we look and we see what Jung Yun is doing with that and the perspective that she's giving definitely and I think even um, to kind of well actually this kind of ties into most of the books we've talked about is how when Kyung's mother first comes to his house after she's been abused he doesn't really believe her at first and which is kind of shocking because it is his mother and so it just kind of is just another one of these narratives that is showing that specifically violence against women how often it isn't taken seriously and how it should be taken seriously so many things here just so many very good things to talk about man this book I just there's just so much going on and I can't like I want to talk to more to you uh listeners more about it but I don't want to give away too many spoilers or it's totally gonna ruin the book so I know I know we are going to have spoiler-filled discussion on Goodreads, so please head over there if you would like to discuss more about it, because there are a lot of heavy topics, and and it's okay if you don't like it because it has a lot going on. That's not not a bad thing at all. You know, different books for different people. We want to make sure anyone who has triggers that they are aware, so um, but if you love it, you want to talk about it, please head over there. And I think for me personally, when I say I loved this book, I mean more like I loved that I read it and that it existed. Like it's not the kind of book where like while you're reading it, you're like, oh my goodness, this book is amazing. It's more of an after the fact, after you discuss it with friends or family or, you know, it's, but it's very, very good. I I think it definitely has, it's very moving when you read it, but also has a slow burn because I keep... I keep going back and I keep thinking about it and I keep like comparing other books to Shelter and I think that is an excellent sign that this has become a standard in my brain. Yeah, so great book, underappreciated book this year, I would say. I think it was pretty popular on Litzy, I think. Yeah, and Savage Reads gave it, uh, Savage Reads and um, Squibbles Reads, both two of my favorite uh, booktubers, gave it great reviews. So definitely if you read it or if you have read it and you want to talk about it, we would love to hear about it. And we have one last thing that we want to talk about. Oh, yes. This is the best part. Well, not really, but kind of. of. (laughs) So it should be no secret at this point that we really love swag and we love giving away things to our readers. Um, And so we have available golden reading women award seals that you can self label your books. <laughs> we take care of ourselves very seriously. You can tell. <laughs> I am so excited about this. I cannot wait. Um, so if you would like to have an official reading women award seal, just send us an email. We have a brand new email address. Um, it is hello at readingwomenpodcast.com and you can just send us an email saying, hey, send me a sticker and anything else you want to say. We're like, hey, I'm going to grandma's for Christmas. Whatever. We will respond. And um, 
So just send us an email saying you want it with your address, and we will get those out to you as soon as we possibly can. I I just I can't even breathe because I love. I'm just gonna put like yes, this is official. <laughs> they're they're really pretty. They are, and they're like they're our logo, and they look amazing. Just we are so excited about this. I know. We were like, can we do this? Yes, we need to do this for ourselves. Please send in. And also, if you get them and you put them on your books, like tag us in your pictures on social media because we want to see them on your books because we're going to put them on our books, but we want to see the love from everyone. Then you two can also share your love of books buying about women with your friends, and they will say, what is this awesome-looking seal on your book? Did it win an award? And then you can talk about it, and it'll be fabulous, believe me. Yes. And so I just I just keep imagining anytime anyone asks me all about all the single ladies that I hear, like, you know, Beyonce's song in the background, <laughs> and like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> this award-winning book. If it was not copyrighted, you would hear that music. Like you continuously on this podcast. <laughs> oh, so before we go, do you want to talk a little bit about what our plans are for next year? Yes, yes, we have hey! so many plans. We have so many plans. Um, so as per usual, we're going to have amazing different themes, but we also have some interviews planned with amazing authors. And we also have some more swag um, planned in mind and. We have a newsletter coming up. We have some other opportunities coming up, which are super secret right now. So stay tuned for that. We are also going to be having lots and lots and lots of book giveaways coming up in the next year. So you definitely want to keep your eyes out for those because who doesn't love book mail? Um, So yeah, so we have lots of things. We are very excited. We've been planning very hard to make 2017 an amazing year for the Reading Women podcast. And we want to take this time to say thank you to everyone who has listened and supported and tagged us and let us share their photos and fangirl or fan guide to their friends about us. And um, yeah, we're just really super excited. So thank you for making our half year of 2016 fantastic. And if you love us and would like to support us, all you have to do is you can interact with us. You can especially review us on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Tell your friends about us because that is primarily how we do our marketing at the time. Uh, we use Litzy. Thank you, Litzy. So please share. And um, yeah, that that actually goes um, miles of wonderfulness for us. So any of that would be great. And just because we are going to be taking a few weeks off from the podcast does not mean that we're going to not be reading. So you can, that's how we stay sane during the holidays. Um, Amen. So you can find me, Autumn Privet, on Twitter, Instagram, let's see. You can find Kendra at KD Winchester. And thanks so much for listening. Oh, and what else I was going to say is we are planning our, we have planned a lot of our content schedule for 2017. But we do have some slots open, so if there are topics you are interested in that you want to know more about, please, please, please email us and let us know, and we would be more than happy to try to work those things into our schedule for 2017. So we'll see you next time when we talk about the greatest and latest newest books by or about women of 2017. Thanks. Bye. Bye, guys.
Storybound is a podcast where acclaimed writers read their essays and stories, which are then scored by unique and award-winning composers, with each episode hosted by myself, Jude Brewer. With Storybound, you'll find a whole array of genres and musical styles, some painful yet sweet, or hilarious yet tragic, all brought to you by the Podglomerate and Lit Hub Radio. Hi, I'm So Pandep. Hi, I'm Megan Angelo. This is Tommy Orange. This is Amanda Stern. This is Phil Cly. Hello, this is Stephanie Dandler. My name is Chloe Caldwell, and you're listening to Storybound. Storybound. This is Storybound. 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 This is the Storybound Podcast. Season 2 will be arriving on July 14th, with new episodes every Tuesday, featuring writers like Stephanie Dandler, Garth Greenwell, Tommy Orange, Chloe Caldwell, and more. Make sure to subscribe today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And tell a friend, because the next best thing to hearing a great story is having someone to share it with.